Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Reggae Lover Podcast. Khalil Wanda in the building. You done, no? And it's Agard. What up, folks? Wow, wow, welcome to another episode, well into 2022, which is, you know, a really cool year so far. All right, today's episode, the topic of the day is, it was top five 2000s rhythms, but 2000s is like over two decades now. So (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) In order to boil that down into five songs would be a little bit uh, challenging. Yeah, I don't even understand how that's possible, but it's clearly a fact that uh, 2000 was 22 years ago. Yeah, man. And, you know, we doing this topic because, one, we've done the 90s in depth, you know what I'm saying, reggae and dancehall. And, um, you know, I had got some feedback from listeners who were like, yo, what about this rhythm? What about that rhythm? And when you really check it, um, I was looking at these comments and a lot of those suggested rhythms they said that we forgot to mention were mm-hmm. um, not 90s rhythms, but they're actually early 2000 rhythms. Mm-hmm. So when a lot of times I think when we think about the early 2000 rhythms, we, we group them in with the 90s. And then we just be like, you know, 2000s didn't have anything good and blah, blah, blah. But it's not really fair because when you really look at it, there were some excellent new, you know, artists and new producers and labels and stuff like that that had some success, um, you know, more recently. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah, man. And, you know, also a lot of sound systems, you know, because we're into sound system culture, you know, they, they still hammering home those 80s and 90s rhythms. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of 2000s, you know, shout out to the sounds who you know, cut things on modern day rhythms as well as older rhythms, you know? Right. Exactly. So it's an interesting thing. I made this list and when I checked the list, bro, um, really and truly the rhythms on the list are mostly from the first two to three to four years of the two thousands. And then after that, you know, it's just like, I mean, there's whole years that are skipped here. Um, and this is just my list. Maybe you could help me and remember some other ones. Maybe listeners can remind us of all the dope flyness, you know, that mash up the place. So when I think about, but. <clears throat> well, let, let's put it on the listeners. Yeah, man. Put it on the <laughs> listeners. So, all right. So in the year 2000, I don't really have anything listed for that year. I'll just include that with the 90s. But starting 20. 2001, you have mm-hmm. rhythms like the liquid rhythm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a Jeremy Harding rhythm, right? And that was the one with the big tune was Log On and Step Punch. So this is like when Elephant Man was still doing his thing. You had new artists such as Cecile on the scene. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Getting featured. New artists like Wayne Marshall featured on that rhythm. Um, also in 2001, you had the buyout rhythm, mm-hmm. which I think we probably mentioned it in the 90s rhythm list. We grouped it in there, but that came out in 2001 on Kalicious. That's probably mm-hmm. the last big rhythm from Kalicious that we remember, you know, and we know them from like the bookshelf um, and the Kiki and stuff like that from the 90s. Um, 2001, also the Buzz Rhythm was released. Okay. So that's uh, Black Shadow Productions. And the big song on the Buzz, I don't know, Sean Paul was on there. Mm-hmm. That's Give Me the Light. Yes. So that was the biggest song. That That's a crossover song. And I feel like this is the time when, you know, the dancing thing was taken off again. Like, I, I don't think it ever really went anywhere, but now it's like you had the cruise, you know, getting back into the dancing thing. And it, and it lasted for about at least four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Elephant Man was definitely... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would call him the catalyst or, you know, he, he drove, he was the, the driver because he got the hits, you know, the log on. Yeah. And then they released the hard drive rhythm and he had the song um, online and mm-hmm. there was a different dance for that. And, you know what I mean? This is a time when Sizzla and Capleton were on all these up-tempo rhythms as well. So um, the martial arts rhythm part one was released in 2002. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So Frisco Kid is now Ancient Monarchy. You know what I mean? Capleton is now, yeah, releasing like multiple tunes on different dancehall rhythms. <laughs> um, martial arts was prolific, bro. Like we used to, you know, between the buzz and the martial arts, they used to mosh up the place. But, 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 but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the sizzler, yo. Karate. Yeah, man. That song is still a big song till today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another slew of tunes got released. I think that was, I guess, the part two of martial arts in 2013 featuring Vibes Cartel and Movado and Killa and I think Busy. This was when the clash was going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, between Iman and all these things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. So martial arts is one of them rhythms that sounds still used for dub plates nowadays, you know? But so, I mean, if you think about it, that that may be, that's probably if we were doing a top five, martial arts was probably being, you know, probably have to put that in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't remember martial arts ever flopping, you know, after a while, you know, it, it became one of those things where it's like, all right, every sound is kind of playing it, but you know, it never flops still. Yep. Yep. Um, now, 2001 also had the Superstar, which mm. wasn't a prolific rhythm for 45s. Uh, most of the tunes on the rhythm, the 45s were kind of whack. Um, obviously, the backshot tune, you know, Lady Saw and Sprague Benz was the big song. Mm-hmm. And so that would get played. Um, and then, you know, remixers and dub plate cutters used it a lot. Yeah, and that's kind of like a throwback rhythm, too, you know. It's kind of like a one, like a stage show style rhythm, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Shouts out to Nick from Jamaican State of Mind. Always talking about how Superstar used to run the '90s and blah blah blah. It's yeah, it's it's a 2000s rhythm, bro. You know. But yeah, big up. Then, mm. right after that, on the heels of that year. Okay, before I go to the heels of that year, 
I don't know what year these or rhythms all came out, but um, you had the ticks. The ticks rhythm is the rhythm where uh, you know when I'm ripping up the stage and the and the um bling dog bling dog like that rhythm. Okay. You know, okay. Chichiman forget Kiki Nafe, and then Sizzler yeah. had like the anthem that ran the place for a long time, and you know, enough fire get bun. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 Sizzler Kanji, you know. So that's yeah. the ticks rhythm. Um, there's a Chinese gal rhythm that used to play back then with Cecile Bus on that rhythm, <clears throat> with changes where you know she redoes the was it a Mary J. Blige tune. And yeah. calls out all the DJs, and then Elephant Man is on the rhythm with the reply. But not like I got, I got a little bit tired of that rhythm. You know, it's kind of, kind of mellow rhythm still. Yeah, you know, it's just like you got. That's like at the beginning of your juggling. You can't like can't live upon them tune mm-hmm. I got things falling down. Pardon me. Um. All right. Yeah, I'm in. You know, a makeshift setup here. So, you know, watch it. Then also that year you had rhythms like uh, Mad Ants. I think Mad Ants was 2000 as the first time we heard Vibes Cartel in a Macaw Kanai with a Battle mm-hmm. of Tal Kanai. You understand? And Wayne Marshall debuting on those rhythms. You know, you had the engine. Big man, a big man boy is a boy. It's another good dub plate rhythm. Um, the X5 rhythm, War 21, Capleton, Tech Off the Draws. Yo. Um, <laughs> That was a very good rhythm. The 45s for that got released with like these edited versions. So it was kind of sucky. Yeah. But despite that, <clears throat> very tough rhythm to X5. And then, of course, the all out rhythm, which is another one where Cartel had the in a patrol back, Nick's old school kicks, Captain, du- you know, mm-hmm. just flowing crazy. So now we have Vibes Cartel in the dance, which is cool. So Next year after that, Diwali get released, 2002. Um, Agar screws up his face, as you see, but you I know, smiled, I smirked. Yo, the Diwali rhythm, man, brings back a lot of memories. Like when it first came out, you know, forget all the stuff, all the overplaying, and you know, what I'm saying, I know it got beat out, and we all tired of it. But when it first came out, it was amazing. Yeah, it yeah. felt like it would never end. <laughs> you said what year was that? It came out in in O two. Really? Yeah. Okay. And yo, when the Bounty Killer um, Sufferer dropped, you know what I'm saying? Like I got that record. Like I feel like my bust that record in in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Cause we played Carnival that year, and we came like from Unity. Big up to Unity. <laughs> mm-hmm. we came, I came from Unity with the box of 45s. And yeah, like you were saying, you were saying the crews. That's when there's a crew called Pop-Off Crew in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? You had the dancing crews. And yeah, man, yo, that tune that Bounty Killer got like six forwards in the dance. Mash up yeah. the place. But it's interesting, you know. So when you first said Diwali, I did think about how beat out it de- definitely got. But then you you mentioned me the year, and I thought, what was I doing in two thousand two? <laughs> yeah, I was in I was in Japan them times. So yeah, it was a good time for dance hall. Definitely, that was the actually that was the peak. That's when we peaked, folks. Okay, 
mm. because the whole 90s, the thing just built up gradually and climbed up and built up to 2000s. You know, as mentioned, Sean Paul is like a late 90s artist. He came out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Elephant Man going solo, that's a late 90s thing. Um, and then Vibes Cartel is a year 2000 entry, you know what I mean? Like big time mm-hmm. on the scene and also Wayne Marshall at that point. So, um, and then the stuff started crossing over. Wayne Marshall, I'm sorry, Wayne Wonder crosses over. Mm-hmm. Sean Paul crosses over with the Diwali, you know what I'm saying? And then I think it was 20, when did Lumi D come out? <clears throat> 2000, somewhere between 2007 and 2010. <clears throat> I don't remember exactly, but yeah. you know, that was like another version of Diwali. Um, so it was back again, you know, and they had like that, obviously that was a crossover situation. So Diwali, again, you can't take away the, the, the power and the effect of the Diwali, you know what I'm saying? In terms of record sales and TV and all this stuff, like, that would have to be one of the top five rhythms of the 2000s, if you really think about it. <clears throat> yeah, I compare it to, um, you know, taxi rhythm. You know, when <laughs> when all the when all the New York DJs that didn't play, you know, reggae or dancehall, you know, when they wanted to play reggae, they'll play the taxi and Diwali's that for the 2000s. Oh yeah, all the hip hop DJs were able to get serviced with that record. Because it mm-hmm. was in all the um, international record pools. So now they're playing Diwali like at the regular speed. And it's just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so different it's than like, how why, it played in dance so, Yeah. Why is this so feeling so dead? <laughs> it's like, okay. All right. So, yeah, man. Big ups to Lenky. That was a crazy production right there. That's definitely your mm-hmm. biggest thing that you ever did as far as i know um all right so moving up now in 2003 a rhythm called fiesta came out now Mm -hmm. this is not the old fiesta where elephant man sang over the r kelly song this is the newer fiesta that's produced by dave kelly's madhouse records Mm -hmm. and that one also had some crossover songs baby sham vitamin s beanie man with dude and the other song, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That kind of, that definitely ran that year. Now you're talking 20, you know, it says it's released in 2003, but I feel like that really ran all of like 2004 still. Yeah. Um, I remember, yeah. you know, music videos was on TV and pretty popular. As a matter of fact, there was nothing really, this is when the decline. So I mentioned, you know, <laughs> Diwali was the peak. Now we're coming down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because when Fiesta was running the dance, that was the only thing that was new of like a rhythm that you could just really play out, you know what I'm saying, and settle into, you know, that kind of BPMs, whereas like a 90s style. And then you would have to like go back to 90s songs or early 2000s songs, which are old at this point, right? So also, um, yeah, that's the only thing I have down for that year, 2003. Okay. (laughs) Real talk, bro. Okay, so the next year now is 2004. The Junkanoo Rhythm was released. Mm -hmm. And also the Steps Rhythm was released. Um, Yo, I'm forgetting. I was meaning to put this one down. So you had a rhythm called Cooley Gal, 
was around that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Which also crossed over. There was like reggaeton versions and hip hop versions. Um, you had that rhythm that move your body, girl. That was Lumi D as well, right? Or was that Nina Sky? Nina Sky. Oh, yeah, Nina Sky. Mm-hmm. Nina Sky yeah. and Jabba. And then there was a remix with Vibes Cartel. You know what I'm saying? Move your body. So what's going on now is all these rhythms that I'm mentioning are around 120 BPMs. Yeah, man, party things. I mean, that's that's around the same as any other genre of dance music. You know? Right, exactly. So you had um, Usher with OMG, and there was a Beyonce song, right, with the same rhythm. And that was the same rhythm as like a cartel song. I'm not remembering the name of the cartel song. Forgive me. You saw talking about the Beyonce, what baby boy? With the no, not baby boy. I'm t- baby boy is like 100 BPMs. So I'm talking like 120, mm-hmm. and it was with like all these drums. You remember, um, the Usher song was like you know, baby, let me love you down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my memory, I can't remember, and I didn't write this one down. But all good. This was all around that time. So everything is fast. The steps rhythm was, you know, let's give me the trees and make smoke it, y'all. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. You heard um, Assassin with Idiot, Idiot, mm-hmm. Idiot, mm-hmm. Idiot, Ting That. And then, yeah. you know, the Junker New Rhythm was uh, voicemail came out. Voicemail and you had Ready Time at that point. You know what I mean? You had Deli Ranks and Mr. Wacky and jiggy time like, and, and mm-hmm. everything is just like like we're doing coke or something it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dancing crews like you said it started in the early 2000s and it, you know that whole thing peaked around that time as well man signal they're playing and all them something yeah i'm talking this is yeah wait yeah exactly signal but coordinated synchronized dance moves with groups of men you know what i'm saying sweating Scooby. sweating yeah Exactly, taking over the dance even, floor. Even though I feel like uh, Fat Joe, you know, what I'm saying, grabbed upon that with lean back something. Oh yeah, know? he yeah, Fat Joe. Shouts out to Fat Joe. Um, you know, what I'm saying, I was watching his podcast. You know, he had uh, Dwayne Wade on there, and I was cracking yeah. up because Dwayne D Wade was just calling him fat. He was like, "Yeah, man, you're real talk fat." And I'm like, "Why are you?" <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. So, yeah, he always bigs up Jamaica and, and influence a dance hall on what's yeah, going on. And, he, and he's the first person who signed uh, DJ Khaled as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because DJ Khaled was a mostly, at that point, reggae DJ, you know, in mm. South South Florida. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Khaled and uh, the Queen Mary J. Blige in that, that new song mm-hmm. with the blowout. Don Penn rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's that rhythm is heavy. That song is heavy. Yeah, shout out to Khaled. You know, shout out to uh, Salam Remy too for always, you know, putting a little uh, reggae flair in his something there. Yeah, I was listening back to the because you know, I know he did this tune with Supercap, but before that he did a tune with Akon. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That was similar on the on the cabin stabbing. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, for real. That Monday, you know? And um, so you have the jiggy time. I never really liked them time there. I never have all the energy for do all them dance moves. You know what I'm saying? So 
I preferred, you know, the slower 2000, you know, Dance the Angel, Ella Moses, you know what I'm saying? Give me something easy. Even, um, yeah. okay, I forget to mention like Panda River and Panda Pan. You know, there's a lot of dancing tunes. Those wasn't like rhythms. So that's why we're not really talking about yeah, yeah. top singles of the 2000s. But, you know, that was the dancing craze era. <clears throat> Yeah, I used to get annoyed for a little bit because, I mean, it went from bigging up the dancing crews to when them tunes came on, you know, the dancing crews would try to rush the stage and... Oh, yeah, they know, took was, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So one thing that was stood out from this period, um, you know, got a big up Dave Kelly once again. Mm-hmm. He released his 85 rhythm in 2004. That's the rhythm with... And I might have the, the the year wrong on this. I feel like I have the year wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the rhythm with Ghetto Story that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it goes down to 85 BPMs. And I was just loving that. <laughs> I really could appreciate that. Yeah, uh, and next tune where crossover a little bit with the Alicia Keys remix. Exactly. Exactly. So outside of that, everything was 120. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, rhythms like Red Bull and Guinness in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, Bigger Fidelity ranks on that. And this is when Movado has entered the stage. Movado is now on the scene. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, young stuff for life and all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, look a bit after that, you have the entry of Idonia, another place. And so now you have Busy Signal, Idonia, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Movado, and, Cartel, uh, Assassin was still Assassin. And yo, I don't mind that I mash up the place. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And entered uh, Stephen McGregor. Exactly. Stephen McGregor um, produced a day rave with him, which came out in 2009. And um, from those times, that's one of the baddest rhythms, bro. Because that, that's the, one of the rhythms that had the war situation on it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With Gully and Gaza and, you know what I'm saying, Movado, uh, Cartel have a response. And you have people like Black Rhino and Amanda now. So, yeah, day rave rhythm. You see how we just jumped? Like the first half was everything was 2001. There was like 50 rhythms. And then each year it just oh, when was, um, declined. All right. I'm, I'm going to show how my memory bad now. When was Footprints and Drop Leaf and something there? 
Yeah, so Drop Leaf came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glad you mentioned that. So that was Don Corleone, mm-hmm. and he had uh, the Heavenly Rhythm in 2009, right? So Drop Leaf, if you guys don't know, this is um, Longing for Rastafari, Jack Cure. Mm-hmm. Cure was still in prison. He released that one album around them time there. And um, yeah, so you had the TLK Footprint song. You had Morgan Heritage on that rhythm. You had Maxi Priest on that rhythm. And that rhythm played, that was the slow, seg- the singing tune segment, the one drop segment, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, the early warm, the the morning ride, the rebuild, the dance, <laughs> the lovers rock, the culture. <laughs> like, it was just that rhythm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just started them alone. I'm mean, gonna tell you, if a selector did want to go a little bit deeper, then they would draw for the Penthouse 2004 rhythm, mm-hmm. um, and that was "Go If You Want" with Buju. You know what I'm saying? And there was some nice music on that. That's like actually a full rhythm to juggle. But you know, mm-hmm. around those times, people didn't go in to that stuff like that unless it was a certain kind of dance. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, play the Buju like- and keep it moving. Yeah, I feel like Don Don Carleone had had his um time mm-hmm. and and I think what happened during that time was I mean, he was the predominant producer for a certain amount of time, but all the rhythms were so similar, very similar, you know. That, you know, it's kind of like I think people got burnt out on it, and that's why the jump was what it is, you know. There wasn't a lot of, you know, prolific producers doing a lot of rhythms at that time, you know. This is when you start. I mean, I think I think you started getting into singles and stuff because yeah, it's like everything was, yeah, everything was was very similar, and people were trying to imitate his production style. So it's not only him doing it, but then other people trying to, you know, mm-hmm. like bring that back. Yeah, man, exactly. So, um, like I mentioned, the Heavenly Rhythm. You had Elaine coming out around that time, Tammy Chin, Tessan Chin, Taurus Riley. You know, you had some singers, mm-hmm. yo. Queen Africa, you had some bad artists that really came out during that time. However, the rhythms weren't really tough like that. To, yeah. Um, the Heavenly Rhythm, so you got Elaine, you have um, Richie Spice with that brown brown skin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a nice lover's rock juggling. Um, Egyptian had some nice singing tunes around that time, but for the most part, one song yeah. on a rhythm that was big. And and there was a little Fifth Element run, you know. Fifth Element, yeah, man. Um, so there's that Blaze yeah. rhythm, which I think was out of Germany, Pow Pow production, I believe. Other rhythms, I think I skipped over Unfinished Business, which was by Daseka. That was a 2008 rhythm. I'm So Special and No Games, which crossed mm-hmm. over. And Sarani. the one. Yeah, Sarani, exactly. He was a part of the Daseka production yep. team. He had his moment, right? <laughs> yeah, he had a few. Um, and then there was also the one day rhythm. I feel like that was the last big rhythm. That was 2009. Mm. That's uh Kago sell out my friend um, and you know the Beanie Man and fa- Future Fambo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rum and Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm okay. That was a you're nice saying, rhythm. You're saying that's the last, what, party rhythm? Yo, 
2009, that rhythm, that was the last one that was around 100 BPMs where you can play four, maybe four songs on the rhythm in the dance, you know, four or five songs off the rhythm in a dance. So after that, after that, check it. What check, check what I have down here next. All right. It's anger management. That's, that's, the, that's what I'm about to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what, that was my next question. When did anger management? Cause that, that was the next jump there. You know what I mean? Cause it was Big like, jump. yo, what the hell is going on? And I think, you know what it was at that point? Uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but that's when the slew of, uh, European production was also happening at the same time. I feel like. You know, it it was slower rhythms, but it was like something was missing. You yeah, know what I mean, I, I it, don't it, know. I, I, I'm struggling <laughs> to even remember. Yeah, there was a time when it was like everything was slow. Uh, bass lines were weird. It was like all of this, like it was engineered really well, but it was just it just seemed like it wasn't rough and rugged. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know around this time that's when a lot of the European you know what I'm saying? Producers started kind of getting into the mix, you know, the Germans and yeah. So you blaming Europe, eh? I no, I'm you. not blaming Europe. <laughs> it was just a vibe at the time, you know? Yeah. I remember what comes to my mind right quick is the, um, the Shaggy church heathen, you know, like, I think this is when Shaggy had like the couple of big singles, dog. Um, is that the one where he's singing? Or, or it's like it has the like no he has it wasn't me around that time that was two thousands but I'm saying he had the church heathen yeah um and there was like some songs on that rhythm but I wasn't feeling it. that's my point that's but I hear one, European sounds voicing that rhythm on dub plate was that the one with the choir like mm-hmm. yeah exactly I go get a beat and then it didn't didn't yeah they love to cut that rhythm bro okay i'm like i don't know i haven't i haven't heard a lot of sounds cutting that rhythm i mean i've heard that song yo go listen back some some europe class show yeah they hear it (laughs) (laughs) oh man so yeah anger management was the seca and yo that rhythm but you sure you on according to the information that i Hmm. have okay i could have swore steven mcgregor Okay, well, let's fact check that. Let me that, check it please. still. Let's fact check that. But yeah, Stephen McGregor, you know, big up. He had the the mission with um on the rock with Mavado and Junior Gang. You understand? Which was a nice rhythm. Obviously, the Mavado crosses over. And there's the Jay Z song that comes out. And then yeah, it's a jump. Also in 2013, you're right. It was the the the, the Seca. yeah, the Seca. Okay, so so now we went to Anger Managers 2012. In 2013, you have a thing will start happening now, which became known as the Reggae Revival. Mm-hmm. Yay! So in terms of rhythms before that, you know that I haven't mentioned, there was like rhythms like airwaves. There were rhythms produced by um, Firelinks, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then you had singles from people like Mataron. Oh, yeah. Another rhythm that was tough was the show-off. And I want to say show-off was like 2014. And that was mm-hmm. um, last night in the past night, infrared, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that rhythm. And then, like I mentioned before, the other version of martial arts came out in 2013. 
so that was like a little relic but um stuff that you'll remember and you'll know the name of the rhythm and there was a bunch of songs in juggling on the rhythm so there was few and far between by this point and it's like the game just totally switched up everything changed so in 2013 the roots man rhythm came out mm-hmm. um produced that one that the relic of the Aini Kamozi. Um, it was Chronic's people them. Frick. It's an important point to mention. Anyhow, this was Well, it says uh Gregory Morris. Yes, okay, Gregory Morris. He was instrumental, you know, he did some good stuff during that period. Um, we're talking reggae revival period. So yeah, Chronics, here comes here comes trouble. And mm-hmm. Janine and Jesse Royal was on that rhythm. Junior Gong was on that rhythm. Taurus Riley's on that rhythm. Iba Mars on that rhythm. I mean, you're just hearing all this, all these new artists, all this fresh, these fresh sounds. You know, that rhythm is a relic of the Aini Kamozi from the 80s. So around this time, you know, you start having people, you know, doing over some obscure Rasta cuts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and and doing them with the modern instrumentation and stuff like that. So yeah, um, so you have some rhythms like that. I, I really can't think of of anything else. So this is like the end of the show. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our review <laughs> of yeah, two thousand. It's crazy. Oh, I'll mention the aircraft rhythm because that's yes. one of the new ones that I know from the last two three years. I don't even know if that's accurate. Is it four years or is it? One, two, three years. I don't know. Probably it's, three years, I think. Okay. At this Movado, point. The, pand- the pandemic uh, uh, skews things. True. Ding dong. But now, you know, when Six started running the place and all these artists that came after, what are the new rhythms called? Who knows? Well, since, you know, <laughs> yeah, like you said, after, you know, the reggae revival and, you know, a bunch of the younger artists it's it's all about you know one-offs you know it's not really about rhythms anymore you know right like i know the um the one with leela and savannah naomi cohen mm-hmm. um rocking rock and groove rock and groove rhythm mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that was like intentionally marketed that way you know as a rhythm compilation so we know about that you understand but it's a very rare thing nowadays. Um, I don't yeah, know if it's ever going to change at this point, if it's if even, it will go back. Yeah, and even some of those lick over rhythms, you know, like you have the chronics on the prison over rock, and it's just the one tune that mixes into the Barrington. You know what I mean? So it's like moments. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were a few people who tried to come back out with um, relicks. I mean, uh, you know, when I was still paying attention to the record pools, Stuff that just never became popular. Like, I believe, who was it? I think it was Agent Sasko, maybe, um, that may have done something on the, like, a, a re-release bookshelf. But even then, that only had, like, you know, two or three tunes on it. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to go back to the Beanie Man and mix that in. Yeah. There was a relic um, of the, the Corduroy it's mm-hmm. called Alta Arda. I want to say that it might have been Deseka too, but it never really went anywhere. But I, you know, I thought it was good. Yeah, I don't. I don't like how sounds nowadays are cutting the corduroy, yo. 
it must be the relic one where where you know there's a there's some different versions there was always a bunch of versions of that yeah exactly where the base doesn't come in you know so you had a lot of good stuff happened you know dutty wine happened and you know you had vegas start singing and you know, just do just some different things in the 2000s, small yeah. little blips on the radar, small highlights, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and for a time, you know, I know you kind of, you know, kind of went over a little bit, but Firelinks was definitely prolific for for a moment. You know, he yeah. he had some rhythms that he produced that were good for juggling and war, just just kind of like, you know, his personality. You know, so shout out to Fire Links because I remember just thinking, you know, for a while, everything that he came out with seemed to be a hit um, or at least sounded really good, you know, yeah. but it, sometimes it's hard to come across some of them so, something because it was like you had to be in Jamaica or something. Right. <laughs> you had to be in a Fire Links dance. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but, um, you know, what what, what would have happened if there was no Gully Gaza rivalry, if that beef never happened? Because I feel like a lot of those big songs from the 2000s were because of that whole situation. Yeah, bro. yeah. I mean, what would happen if Cartel, you know, didn't exist? Because even though Cartel was also doing a lot of just those one-offs, it wasn't necessarily, after a while, it wasn't like a lot of rhythms. You know, there were a lot of things that Cartel did that, you know what I'm saying, move the needle. So, you know, yeah. uh, you know, especially, you know, after Buju had gone away and all them something. Exactly. So. Ten years of Buju missing in that piece, yo. Yeah, um yeah. yeah, man, before we wrap, another one just came to mind and that's the overproof. Mm -hmm. Um overproof rhythm. And there was another one that was like a lick off of that. That overdrive, I believe. Yeah, overdrive, exactly. And that featured Movado and, and Adonia Conscience. And yeah, those, those were good rhythms. Those are actually after anger management. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yeah, those, you know what I'm saying? Those deserve to get mentioned. Those definitely deserve to get mentioned. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we're talking about 20 years. And I guess, you know, obviously this, this list is, you know, heavily dance hall. It's not necessarily roots. It's not, you know, I mean, we're talking about rhythms and rhythms is a dance hall thing. So I know there's a lot going to be. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. just different. It is a different era because yeah, it was where the, you know, the segment that I loved to hear and love to play, it went away. You know, yeah. the like sounds weren't playing. Signature like, yo, I remember specifically like even here in atlanta i'm not in atlanta right now but <laughs> in atlanta you know selectors were like there was like a consensus i didn't agree with it but it became a consensus among you know the man that said you know that you can't play more than five singing tunes back yeah, to back in a party I mean, let's let I'm, I'm gonna be honest too. I mean, I'm I know this is a general statement, but I think whenever you know, up until the reggae revival, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like when producers and artists try to bring back um, one drop, you know, the slower singing type conscious tunes, the production the production just wasn't there. You know, the production was, and and I feel like you need that, you know, ebb and flow. You need some instruments in that. Piece. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need that ebb and flow to be able to have a, a, a good vibe, 
you know, and that's how it's always been, you know, but, you know, when you have to go back to the 90s and the 80s for that, you know, it's it's like, yo, that's that's what's being proliferated. You know, there's not new one drop coming out. And then, you know, even with the regular revival, it had kind of like a one drop vibe. But then even that production was something totally new on its own. You know, it started obviously with heavy influences from dub, you know, and that type of thing. However, you know, as it progressed, it became a lot more of its own thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely saw the quote unquote, the conscious artists and stuff like that on some different sounding rhythms as well, mm-hmm. which is okay. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, when you really look back and you boil it down, you know, there's not that much along the lines of, um, you know, reggae rhythms from this era that yeah. you could look at and say like, yeah, this is a definite juggling. Cause I'll tell you one thing, I'm not playing drop leaf. Like, and I don't want to mm-hmm. hear you play, you know, <laughs> like, I just don't yeah. want to hear that. Yo, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, may, maybe it's a product of computer production, you know, um, having access to in the box rather than analog, you know, somebody could have a laptop, you know, get on a uh, FL studio. Next thing you know, you have a rhythm, you know? Yeah. Versus, you know, shout out to Rory, you know, veteran in the business, you know, really taking the time to not only do new, new instrumentation and new rhythms, but then also licking over a bunch of old stuff. Shout out to the black dub, you know, like that type of stuff. You know, you know, Rory, he's been in the business since what, early 80s, you know, so we need some youths that that you know, can, can, can not only reproduce that vibe, but take it to the next level. Cause I'm not trying to just hear stuff from the seventies over and over and over again. I want to hear some new instrumentation and, and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. You're talking about Rory, um, you know, big up to war report you guys. If you get a chance to find the recorded interview and juggling session, Rory did live on the radio in the UK. Um, with the war report crew, definitely something you want to check out. Um, lots of history, lots of good vibes. He, you know, goes into his whole dub catalog, the black dub songs, you know, a couple stone love songs that he, you know, cut as well. And during the interview, you know, you really just sit back and, and listening and you just think about the amount of music that he's broken, the amount of artists that he's, you know, responsible for it. Like people always talk about Ricky Trupa <laughs> or, you know, Trupa always talks about Ricky Trupa, busting <laughs> artists. But Rory's been doing this the whole time. He's still doing it till this day. You know, he never stopped. I mean, people that he's got on his label, you know, Christine Alicia and Samori I, and you know what I'm saying? Like on and on, there's like some phenomenal artists where like he's the only person that's working with them. You know, he worked with, no, I think, um, Shereen Anderson a few years ago, you know what I'm saying? Did the mixtape with her. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Check out that interview. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, kudos to, Ro- to Rory. You know what I'm saying please just keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and don't slow down. If anything, turn up. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Went a little bit long here. 
this is a dedication to reggae lovers worldwide. And um, yeah, man, make sure you check out the rhythms that we mentioned here, um, 2000s rhythms. And if you feel sad, we left out something. If you think that we're, like, we're way off or, or if you agree that, you know, we kind of peaked around 2003 and it's just <laughs> been a gradual decline <laughs> ever since then. You know what I'm saying? Let us know in the comments. Hit us up on social. Yeah, man. And everybody stay safe out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't let the Rona get you. For real. Vax up and mask up. Mm-hmm. All right. One love. Peace. Peace. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at reggaelover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.